This week on the Make It Podcast, we have a conversation with filmmaker, writer, and producer, Chris Blake. Chris is an award-winning screenwriter and director and in-demand script revisionist. He has done rewrites for indie films and multi-million dollar features alike. He originally began his career in the music industry in 2007 and played the Vans Warped Tour alongside the bands Paramore and 30 Seconds to Mars. Chris used that experience to transition into directing music videos, which then led him to direct and write feature films. Chris is also the co-founder of the Nashville Independent Film Festival and currently serves as its artistic director. He owns and operates Red Vessel Entertainment in Nashville, Tennessee, and directed and wrote his first feature film, All Light Will End, in which Bonsai Creative came on as associate executive producers and project consultants. All Light Will End will be available on iTunes on November 2nd. So without further delay, I give you director and writer Chris Blake. You're listening to Make It, a podcast by Bonsai Creative that helps aspiring professionals in film get where they're going faster by dissecting the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives in the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley. Chris Blake is, as we've discussed, that's what I go, go by professionally. Uh, you know, friends and family just call me Blake. Um, you know, just a filmmaker, f- uh, primarily focused on uh, directing, producing, and writing. And, uh, you know, I do various types of filmmaking depending on, you know, the project, but that's kind of my, my, uh, my central focus. Um, you know, and uh, we've done a, uh, our, my first feature as a writer-director, uh, All Light Will End, and, and uh, you know, we're pretty excited about that, and we're going to continue to uh, forge ahead with 2018. We have a lot of projects on the books, so, uh, you know, uh, maybe you haven't heard of me yet, but in time, I think that uh, you'll get a chance to, to take a look at some of my uh, projects, so pretty excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> going to be a big year for you, for sure. Uh, so let's just uh, dive right in. Oh. What uh, is the biggest challenge you've overcome as a filmmaker, and uh, how did you overcome it? Hmm. I um, you know, I think that's a loaded question for a filmmaker because I think being a filmmaker is inherently learning to handle creative problem solving daily. Mm-hmm. But uh, personally, I guess it's just uh, you know, getting started was uh, I guess my Everest thus far. You know, coming from a family with absolutely no ties to the industry and, and having had a a relatively simple childhood. Um, you know, I think the most challenging thing for me was, was quieting, uh, you know, those voices in my head and allowing myself to go for it. Um, you know, I, I was, I was born and raised in a, in a, in a small town and, and, you know, I, I never really thought making movies for a living was something I'd ever be able to achieve, but, you know, overcoming that self-doubt, allowing myself to try and fail, if that's what it took, uh, you know, it was a difficult decision to come to. Uh, you know, I worked two jobs for a very long time. I, I walked away from a very high, a very high paying job um, because I, it, it did not allow me to, you know, focus on the things that uh, I needed to focus on in, in regards to, to making movies. And, you know, when you have, uh, 
when you have a family to think about, you know, it's a tough decision uh, to, to walk away from a, you know, a high paying six figure job to, to just, to, to just make movies. And, uh, you know, and that's, and that's difficult. And I think most filmmakers can, can, uh, would agree that, you know, for normal, uh, I don't know if normal is the right word, but, uh, for your average everyday individuals, um, you always get that look when they ask what you do for a living and you say, Oh, I make <laughs> like, what? No, that that's not real. Um, you don't live in Hollywood. Uh, so it's, there's just kind of this, uh, this, uh, vibe that, that, uh, you know, that, that what you're doing is, is, is an impossible thing. So, you know, kind of coming, you know, overcoming that was, was, was a difficult thing, just kind of silencing those voices in my head. And, and to do that, it, I think it took, uh, you know, a lot of self, uh, you know, a lot of work on myself and also, you know, time and, and have making sure that I have a really good support group. Uh, uh cause this is definitely an up and down industry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, a, a key thing to do. I think so many people have that self doubt, um, going into anything they try to do and, and, um, fighting that self doubt, fighting that sort of, uh, imposter syndrome, is something we've heard sort of echoed from creatives across the board, uh, you know, in these interviews. Um, Well, what, now that you kind of worked on that, had that support group and um, have worked on that little voice inside your head that says you can't, uh, you know, what is your biggest challenge right now? I, you know, I think it would be balancing. Um, Being a filmmaker is not a part-time job. It's all consuming and learning to balance multiple projects, financiers, producers, distributors, festival, and on, on top of all of that, personal life goals, time with your family, time with your friends. I mean, it's a circus act sometimes. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of sleepless nights and there's a lot of uh, times where you're just rejection, 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 and, and, and just continuing to fight through it till you get to your next yes and, and, and trying to maintain a positive attitude during all of that. I mean, it being, you know, it balancing is, is definitely something that uh, I think we as filmmakers, you know, face uh, constantly. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, what, uh, sort of piggybacking on, on those challenges and have it in deal with that balance. So what are the best two pieces of advice, uh, that, that you've re- received so far in your career and, and who did they come from? Um, you know, my dad was, a my dad was a, uh, actor and, and he did a lot of, um, he did some Broadway and, and different things. And, um, you know, but at some point in his life, he, he, you know, he got married and decided that, uh, you know, made the decision that, that was best for, for him at the time was to, to let that, that dream go and, and become, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, work your typical nine to five and, and be, you know, um, be there for the family and, 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 uh, that was something I feel like, uh, I think it was, you know, he's, he's happy to have done that, but also it's something I think has always haunted him to had to have given up on that. And, uh, so one of the things he, he always told me and still to this day tells me, but I mean, this was, this has been, uh, you know, carved into my psyche since I was a little kid, you know, just constantly telling me this, um, with that, uh, you know, big dreams take major life sacrifices and you have to be prepared and willing to make those sacrifices at any point. Um, you know, because, uh, not everybody understands your dream. Not everybody, um, is meant to go on the same road and not everybody's meant to take the same path or, 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 you know, go the direction you're going and you have to be okay with, um, letting those people go. And, um, 
you know, moving on. I mean, it's not a, sometimes, uh, success can be lonely and, and, you know, he's always been very adamant about making sure that I'm prepared for that at times. Um, so, you know, that's pretty, pretty important, uh, something that's really important to me. And I, I, I keep it, uh, uh, that quote on my computer, um, so that I can look at it. Um, and then, uh, I guess, you know, another, another, uh, would be, um, don't look back, uh, you know, don't look back to, to see how far you've come, you know, um, it's, it's only going to slow your progress down just keep your head down and forge ahead. And when you reach the top, you'll know, um, you know, that's just, that's kind of, uh, the two things that I kind of constantly have to remind myself, uh, and those are mostly personal, um, you know, uh, personal, uh, you know, advice is if it, if you wanted one that was more professional, um, it would be fairly generic, but I can't stress enough how important it has been to my career, um, is just relationships. Uh, you have, I mean, I know it sounds generic. I know it seems like everybody says that, but, uh, you know, um, gosh, relationships are, you go to keep going to lunch with the little guy, you know, go to lunch to coffee. Um, don't, don't, don't think you're too good for somebody. You never know who that little guy is going to be in two, three, five, five years, you know? And, and on top of that, I mean, you never know who your next connection, uh, will come from. One of my, um, executive producing partners, uh, and attorney, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, a major player in, in this area and, 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 you know, I have to give him credit for a lot of, uh, a lot of how my career has taken shape over the past couple of years. But, um, you know, that connection came from a friend that I'd had for, for many, many years who had no, absolutely no ties to the industry. And, you know, but when we started trying to get our first film together and funded and he's like, you know, we, you know, when we started discussing finances, Hey, my aunt's a CPA, let's go and let's talk. Let's learn about these tax credits. Let's learn about all these financial things and what makes a film tick from the inside out. And, um, so we met with her and she's just a CPA and she said, Oh, Hey, I know this guy that does movies and he's a, um, you know, I do his taxes and he owes me a favor. So, <laughs> you know, that's where one of my biggest connections came from with, with, was just with a friend that I'd had for many, many years and with no ties to the industry. So you never know, um, where it's going to come from. So always play the long game and, and really focus on those relationships because, um, you know, the five degrees of separation is a real thing. And, uh, you know, you never know who you could be talking to tomorrow. Yeah, I would say that Nick and I, our entire business model is based on that. So <laughs> um, I, definitely truth, uh, or a large part of our business model is based on on being very narrow with people and making sure we take the time to have community with them. So I would definitely agree with that. Um, so right now, if you had to turn around and let's say give that little guy or girl that wants to be a director, producer, writer, what, what advice would you give them right now? Um, you know, I would say, you know, just start, um, sit down, write your script and, um, you know, work on those relationships. But, but, you know, before you do, you know, prepare yourself, make sure that this is what you want to do. Um, you know, really ask yourself that question and take a good hard look. If is this what I want to do? Because, because this is a marathon, it is not a sprint and it's, um, you know, uh, success is, 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 um, a very quick success is rare in this industry. It takes a lot of time, um, and, and effort and, you know, um, 
so, you know, start there. And if it's really what you want to do, write the script and, you know, build yourself, work on your craft, uh, do get on short films, work for free. You know, everybody wants to get paid, but you know, you gotta, you gotta do your, you know, do your time. So, um, work for free, get on on short films. Uh, you know, um, that's how I've made tons of connections, getting on short films one years ago. And, and one connection led to another filmmaker that led to another filmmaker that happened to know this guy. And, and it's just, you know, that's where, it, that's where it starts and just learning and, and becoming, you know, equipping yourself for being able to do it, uh, you know, do it for real. Yeah. I, I can't agree with you more. Um, you know, we have a consultancy and, um, I was talking with a young editor or would be editor right out of college. And he was like, Chris, how do I break in? I said, well, there is no break in that the sort of break in part is a myth. I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the next 48 hour film festival. And I want you to look at all the films and take note of all the films that had a really bad, uh, editing job or a really bad score. Cause he did both. And then I want you to go talk to those filmmakers and try to get on their team. And when their next project comes up, tell them you'll work for free, but they're, editing and their score will be two times better than the movie they just did. And, uh, it was unfortunate, but he was unwilling to do anything for free. So, Ooh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. I mean, you have to know your worth. And, and unfortunately, again, this, this is a very soul searching industry at times. Um, so, you know, you got to know your worth and, 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 um, and, and when you start, you know, you may, you might be the most talented director or talented writer or talented editor or whatever. But without the, with, you know, if the industry doesn't know that, then your worth is, is, is not there. Um, right. You have to earn it. And um, so go, you know, be willing, work for free. And the 48 hour is a great place to, um, you know, it's not, the 48 hour is great because it really is about just getting on a team and working together and, and figuring out, um, you know, how to craft a film together. Um, because oftentimes, I mean, the 48 hour, the reason that's great at building skills is because, uh, that is kind of filmmaking all the time. Um, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, we only got 48 hours to do this. Well, making a film is constantly, uh, things falling through at the last minute and having to figure out how to fix it or do something different. Um, you know, uh, a, a major actor dropping out due to a scheduling conflict or a higher pay or something. And then, oh, well, we're shooting in a week and now we have to recast that. And, and it's just, you know, it's, um, getting in there and learning how to do that at 48 is, you know, it's a great place to start. Um, I, I know a lot of uh, a lot of filmmakers uh, in the Nashville area specifically that have gotten gotten their start there and, and done really well. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. And uh, so, so going in uh, and sort of piggybacking off the story I just kind of told, uh, what are the biggest creative and business mistakes you see newcomers making? Uh, you know, I'd say, you know, probably one that I made. Um, when I started as well. And that is <clears throat> understanding when the right time to look for financing is. Um, too many filmmakers begin looking for financing before they even have a project. They have to understand a script and a budget on paper is not a viable project. That is not, um, you know, that is not prepared to take to, to investors. Um, you know, you have packaging a project. There, there's a lot more to it than that, you know? Um, so you have a great script. That's good. But, but words on paper, you know, are not enough to, to 
you know, ask somebody to put a hundred thousand dollars or a half a million dollars into your project. Oftentimes, I mean, that's not a real project. What I'm saying, I'm not saying it can't happen. It, it absolutely can. Crazy things happen all the time. Um, but <laughs> you know, you know, uh, realistically, take your project and if and if you were the guy, if you had, you know, if someone came to you and asked for, um, I know a hundred thousand dollars to a lot of people was just kind of like. Um, you know, it doesn't, does not real math, but let's say that that same filmmaker brought you a script and asked you for $5,000 mm-hmm. Would that, I mean, would you be willing to put $5,000 into that? Or would you be willing to put five or $10,000 into your own script and, uh, you know, into your own project? Um, you know, realistically, not just, Oh yeah, I would, if I had it, well, no, I mean, go get it and do it, you know, work. If you believe in your project that much, um, then go figure out a way to make $5,000 and put it into your project. Uh, you know, so I mean, understanding where, when and where to start um, looking for financing. Um, and I understand that that can look like an impossible, you know, I've got to raise $500,000 <laughs> to make this movie. Uh, where do I start? You know, um, you know, but, but the big thing is, is really understanding, okay, it starts with a script, you know, then you can, then you, you, you build a budget around that script. Um, and then you start building an entire project, a business plan, um, you know, scheduling. Um, and, and then, you know, usually oftentimes the first, the first money in is always the hardest. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I would say that's kind of the biggest mistake, uh, you know, film, a lot of newcomers make because they just, they, they put a project together and then I, cause I get them all the time, um, all the time, just, um, uh, a hundred and 125 page script, uh, with a, with a, uh, and then a budget follows with it. That's like, we can make this 125 pages on 50 grand and we're going to shoot for 30 days and we're, you know, we're going to cast uh, this person. And it's just like this very unrealistic, uh, you know, very unrealistic timeline, very unrealistic script for the budget. And, and, you know, and all of those things matters. I, I mean, you're, you're not going to shoot for 30 days on $50,000 um, when your script has, you know, 18 locations and, and 20 actors. Right. Uh, it's just not going to happen. <clears throat> so, um, you know, just kind of understanding how to build a project and things like that. And there are a ton of books out there, a ton of books out there in which you can, you can learn, um, you know, learn about, you know, producing, indie producing, um, or, or raising finances bankroll by Tom Malloy. It's phenomenal. Um, get it, read it, you know, learn it inside out. Uh, then, uh, Suzanne, Oh shoot. I can't remember her name all of a sudden, but, uh, you know, she has this book called indie film producing and, and, uh, you know, she's, uh, it's phenomenal. I mean, it really does break down, uh, indie producing, indie film producing at a, um, uh, you know, for, both step by step. I mean, from the beginning, from piecing the project together and op- optioning scripts, writing scripts, you know, everything. Uh, Suzanne Lyons, that's her name, um, called Indie Film Producing. Uh, that and Bankroll, start there. Read those books, learn, you know, absorb that knowledge, uh, um, you know, and figure out how to, you know, put a project together. I love that. So if you had one month to teach someone how to, direct what are the first three things you would teach mm. so you had one month to make someone that was totally new to it competent as a director 
Uh, first thing I would say is make sure that everybody else is better than you. Um, you know, a, a director does not have to be the most talented uh, camera op on set. He doesn't have to understand all the, the lighting uh, schematics. He doesn't, he doesn't need to understand how to put somebody's makeup on. Um, <clears throat> you know, being a good director is oftentimes surrounding yourself with people that are better at what they do than you could, you could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> you know, that's probably the first step I am by, you know, uh, I work very hard at my craft, but, but when I'm when I step on a set, you know, um, I, I become a manager. Uh, I, I, I become a manager and a protector of a vision. Um, but no, excuse me, that's my child in the background. But, <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, uh, you know, um, yeah, being a, you step on set, you should be a manager and a protector of a vision. You know your story inside out, but. Uh, and making sure that everybody else is better than you, that's how you're going to turn up, you know, you're, you're going to have a good film, um, especially as a newcomer. Okay, you so know. that's one. So what, what would be the second thing? The second thing would be learning how to break down a script, um, learning how to break down a script for, uh, for actors, understanding that um, your act is going to look at something very, they, they, they look at it very differently than you do. Um, you know, when, when, um, they might be saying, uh, you know, I think this is crazy. You're crazy. We're crazy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but what they're really saying is pleading with them to see their side of the situation. Uh, so you really have to under, you know, breaking down a script and understanding uh, what an actor is really saying, not what the dialogue is, but what the actor is actually saying. Um, because that's how you direct, uh, something from an actor. That's how you pull out a certain emotion. Um, cause anybody can say words, um, but to say words and make you feel something totally different than what's actually being said is, you know, is, is something that takes um, really understanding what uh, the direction of the story is, what the actor or the character is, is uh, trying to say from, from, from their heart. Um, so uh, that's a very important one. Um, and and the third, third one, uh, let's see, what did I say already? Um, said, make sure your crew is better than you and, Make sure you you know how to break down a script. Yeah, and then the third one, I guess. Hmm, that's no, tough. Uh, I would I would say <clears throat> to make them competent. Um, you know, absorb. Uh, really, really. Um, a lot of people think that directing is getting on set and being behind a camera and and <laughs> and, and that's filmmaking, right? <clears throat> That's, uh, that's what everybody does. Uh, but I would say that's probably 15 to 20% of what we actually do. Um, being a filmmaker and a director, uh, you're, you're not on set as much as you'd like to be. Um, filmmaking is, is more of uh, preparation. It's preparing. It's um, spending the time to know your story inside and out, um, to go meticulously over your shots with your photography and uh, and understand why we're doing that, what story we're trying to tell with that shot. Um, so, so you spend more time preparing and, and then, and then you spend a very little amount of time actually shooting. And then you spend a lot more time, uh, trying to piece together the puzzle of what you, (laughs) what you shot. Um, so, you know, really honing in on your craft, reading, reading books, taking classes, getting on short, you know, short film sets work for free. Um, you know, just, just, you know, really making sure that, that you're able to 
come at your project with as much knowledge as you can get. You're not going to get it perfect every time. You're going to make mistakes, and 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 that's okay. Um, right. So really, number three is is more about saying study, study your craft. Well, you should. You know, study your craft. Don't don't. You're not just a director because you say you are. Um, you know, study your craft and 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 be respectful of the people that that have come before you and the people that you're, that you're going to put on camera, you know, because if, 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 um, you know, you're not prepared and, and you do, you do a bad job, then they're going to look foolish. Um, and they're not going to want to work with you again. Uh, that's great. So yeah, study, study your, study your butt off and, and, and get ready to, uh, you know, and understand that filmmaking, uh, know the entire process because being on set is you're on set for 15 days, 20 days, 30 days. If you've got a big, you know, pretty decent budget and, you know, but then there's 330 some odd days left in the year um, where you're still a filmmaker, but you're not on set. And those days matter just as much. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. Certainly uh, at Bonza, we're, we're all about that, that study piece. Um, so we're definitely aligned in that. Uh, I'm curious, you know, you're a writer, producer, director. Uh, which creatives do you most admire and want to emulate? And uh, what do they do from a technical or skill standpoint that makes their work stand apart from everyone else? Mm, well, um, gosh, you know, I read so many scripts um, and, and, and uh, wanting to become a better script writer is something that, uh, you know, I work on daily. And, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I would say some of the obvious, but uh, Aaron Sorkin, uh, mm -hmm. His dialogue is just, man, it stings when it hits. And and I admire the way that he's able to, you know, sit down and, and, and write a, you know, his, his scripts are 160, 180 pages. Um, you know, they're just because they're straight dialogue. Um, right. But the way that he's able to craft a scene uh, with his dialogue and, and none of it's wasted space. Uh, amazingly, none of it is wasted space. Um, it's all serving the plot all serving and, 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 you know, I just admire the, the absolute hell out of that and envy him for his, uh, ability to, to do that. Um, you know, and, and, and so, you know, from a screenwriter's perspective, I, you know, <laughs> I love Aaron Sorkin. Uh, absolutely. I think, I think most screenwriters would say, yeah, Aaron Sorkin's the bomb, but, uh, you know, I really do. And, and, and if you're going to be a screenwriter, I actually recommend his, his masterclass, but, uh, you know, um, yeah. So, so, so from a screenwriter's perspective, you know, there being from a, from a director standpoint, my, you know, my favorite directors are, are, um, you know, I love Cameron Crowe. Uh, always love say anything. I love Jerry Maguire. I, I, I've always loved Cameron Crowe. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a really big fan of, of, um, uh, you know, the way that he, you know, he just kind of has like this romanticized version of telling a real life story. Uh, and it's just always just kind of, you know, spoke to me. And uh, anyway, uh, so James uh, Cameron Crowe and then I guess. Uh, oh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm such a fan of so many. Uh, and it really depends on the day who I'm all all about. All but, about right. Uh, um you know, but uh, recently, uh, a new director, uh, a fairly new director that, that has uh, um, really just kind of blown my, my mind is uh, um, Damien Chazelle. Uh, 
you know, being, you know, what, 32 years old and then having whiplash and, 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 and La La Land under his belt. Uh, yeah, it's two classics right away. I mean, just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know much about him as a director, but, but those films were, and then the scripts, the scripts that he wrote them, they're, they're phenomenal. Um, you know, and he's experiencing a very significant amount of success at a very young age. And, and, uh, you know, I admire the hell out of what he's doing and, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can emulate that to some degree, uh, over the coming years. Yeah, absolutely. I think you'll get there. And, uh, we are, um, coming up on our final question. Have you had fun so far? Yeah, absolutely. It's cool hanging out. <laughs> Good. Your answers answers have been awesome, and uh, I can't thank you enough for, for doing this. So, uh, in your opinion, what are the top three online resources for helping directors or writers or producers? I'll let you pick. Uh, Indie Film Hustle. Uh, absolutely. Um, Alex Ferrari has done a phenomenal job of... Uh, really offering value to his listeners and his subscribers. Um, you know, just the ability to sit and listen to a, conver- a two hour conversation between uh, a very experienced filmmakers, you know, with, uh, someone that you, you want to be working with one day, uh, you know, uh, so you're major- about the indie, the indie hustle podcast, indie film. Well, his website too, indie film hustle podcast, his, website, his, his newsletter, uh, he offers different classes, different resources, um, behind the scenes stuff. You know, he made a movie recently called this is Meg. He shot it on $10,000 and he had a behind the scenes crew there showing people what it takes to make, uh, an incredibly, incredibly low budget film. I, I still don't, I haven't taken that particular course yet. And I don't have any idea how he made a movie for $10,000, but, uh, you know, um, he offers a lot of a lot of resources for for uh, indie filmmakers, uh, especially beginners. And I and I credit a lot of of what um, what I know uh, to him because of you know uh, not only is he a significant resource, but you know the people he talks to have other resources. And and you get interested, and you go and you look them up, and you read, and you and you learn from those resources. So Indie Film Hustle is a major one. Obviously, I think everyone knows about No Film School. Um, you know, I constantly, I constantly read uh, their, their resources, uh, you know, from, from storytelling to, you know, uh, reviews and everything. I think No Film School is uh, wonderful. And recently, most recently, I've really enjoyed um, Masterclass. Um, I, I have, uh, I purchased the uh, annual all access pass and uh, you know, they've got um, in-depth classes with Aaron Sorkin and Warner Herzog and um, most recently Martin Scorsese and, and Ron Howard, um, you know, and then they've, they've even got, you know, writing and building characters with James Patterson and, and, and acting with Dustin Hoffman and Helen Mirren. And it's just a phenomenal resource as a filmmaker altogether, because I think those are all different aspects of, of filmmaking that it's important to study and, 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 you know, utilize it to, to, to really be in control of your craft. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And, and we uh, have followed all three of those resources for a really, really long time. And um, I think I've followed Alex since the days of when his podcast might have been the only podcast that came up under indie independent film when you search in in Apple. Uh, I agree. Podcasts. Wasn't it exciting? 
Yeah. When he first launched his podcast and you listen to that first episode and you're like, oh, wow, this is actually good. Right. <laughs> it was exciting for me. Yeah, it certainly was. And, and it just those resources just weren't out there anyway. So uh, this is great. I can't wait for the creatives to hear your voice, uh, hear your opinions hear about your knowledge and experiences and resource that you shared uh, to wrap this thing up, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet and uh, on social media. Uh, I am Chris Bleakers um, everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's just Chris Blakers. So my Latin, my B L A K E and then R S um, is my handle for those. And then on Facebook, I think I'm still just my full name, Christopher Blake Johnson. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, hit me up and I'll, uh, happy to, to, uh, assist or help or offer any kind of advice, uh, when I can. Fantastic, man. Well, Blake, I will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, I'm sure we'll chat over the weekend and, uh, thanks again. Yeah, Chris, have a good one, man. All right, brother. Be good. You've been listening to the Make It Podcast. To find more information on this week's creative, including links to their projects, social media, and transcripts of this interview, please visit our website at www.bonsai.film forward slash podcast. If you haven't already, you can join our podcast community on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Bonsai Creative and on Facebook by searching for Bonsai Creative. And of course, if you're looking to take a big step towards your filmmaking success, go to www.bonsai.film and click on Show Me How to schedule a free discovery meeting and needs assessment. You have everything to gain. Until next time, be better, be creative, be engaged, and thank you for listening.